Happy Mother's Day, ladies. I wish I could see your happy, smiling faces right now. The mothers do seem to be a little happier on Mother's Day, don't they? Your family is often with you if they're not already members here at Birdwell's Chapel. And the glow you already bring to the body here is just a tad brighter on this day. I'm so glad when you are here. Of course, we all have a lot to be thankful for regarding our mothers. They believe in us when all others may not, even when there may not be much to believe in. Always proud, always positive, and always there. Thank you, mothers, for being who you are. Your love and devotion is unending, and you have a long line of women in Scripture to look to for inspiration. We are looking at three in today's lesson that mothers, girls, even men and boys can learn from because of their superb example. In Genesis 11.30, it says, Sarah was barren. She had no children. I have known of couples who wanted so desperately to have a child, but for one reason or another, they couldn't. Many have continued through life either adopting or being a parent to all the children in the church that they could because they wanted that influence and have been a blessing to many a congregation. In any case, this is a sad moment when a set of parents wants to have a child and simply can't. Sarah and Abraham were upset at the prospect of not having children. And in Genesis 15, Abraham was wondering who his heir would be. God took Abraham outside and said in verse 5, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Abraham and Sarah waited 15 years before God renewed his promise of blessing Abraham with an heir. It was 10 more years before the promise was actually fulfilled and Sarah bore a son named Isaac. Can you imagine waiting that long for a blessing? Sarah tried to believe the promise, but she had doubts until it finally came true. Then she laughed with joy at what the Lord had done. Isaac would go on to continue the legacy of his father Abraham. God fulfilled his promise according to his plan, and Sarah responded in Genesis 21, 6 and 7. God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Sarah isn't typically considered a prime example of patience. She even laughed at the idea that God could do what he promised. But thankfully, God's promise did not rely on the level of Sarah's faith. Perhaps this is the lesson we all need to learn from Sarah. She had her doubts and we have ours. But through those doubts and difficult times, we can trust that God will do great things with those we are most worried about. So you don't have to be perfect, just patient and faithful in God. Another lesson, Sarah gave God the glory. It was He who did this miraculous thing for her and Abraham, and she gave Him that honor. We don't give God near enough credit for working in our lives. And I think it's because we don't recognize the times He is acting, the answered prayer the patience that we're being blessed with, the blessings materially and otherwise that we are being given and we're not thanking Him enough. 
We just simply let those things slide by without us even recognizing them. Sarah was also amazed that it came true. Who could have thought this could ever happen? She was in awe of God's handiwork. Have you ever been in awe of God? It is worthwhile to be thankful for His majesty in nature, but also for His work in your life. If you would but recognize it and stand in awe of our Heavenly Father. Sarah was a mother who waited. Definitely something that we all need these days. A lesson in patience and in waiting. In the book of Exodus, a king came to power in Egypt who was worried about the Hebrews outnumbering and overtaking his land. So, he made them slaves. To further slow their numbers, he also commanded the Hebrew midwives to actually kill Hebrew baby boys when they were born. Exodus 1.16 says, When you are helping the Hebrew women to give birth and see them upon the birth stool, if it is a son, then you shall put him to death. But if it is a daughter, then she shall live. This was how the king or the pharaoh of Egypt decided to keep the Hebrew nation's number in check. Certainly a horrifying command. These were horribly trying times for the Israelites to say the least. But thankfully, verse 17 says that the midwives feared God and did not do what the king said. So Pharaoh took it another step and commanded that the slaughter of these children still be done. It was a very dangerous time for mothers and their newborn sons. Mothers, what do you do when trying times come? We are in one now, certainly not like the Israelites were, but many people are hurting these days because of a lack of work during this health crisis. Well, in Exodus 2, we learn of a Levite woman named Jochebed who hid her newborn baby for three months. Exodus 2, 3 tells us what happened next. But when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. Then, as you may know the story, Jochebed's daughter Miriam followed the basket and she watched to see what would happen as Pharaoh's daughter went down to bathe with the basket going ever so close to her. When Pharaoh's daughter saw the basket, her servants retrieved it for her, and inside she found the baby crying, and knowing he was a Hebrew child, she felt sorry for him. Miriam then spoke up and asked her if she would like her to fetch a Hebrew woman to nurse the baby. She agreed, and Jochebed returned with her daughter to nurse her own baby. Pharaoh's daughter paid Jochebed to nurse and raise the baby, until he was old enough to come live with her. She then adopted him as her son and named him Moses. So Jochebed was in trouble. Her three-month-old baby was in danger of being murdered. What would you do, mothers? Certainly you would have done all you could to save your baby, just as Jochebed did. But her solution, of course, couldn't work forever. It had its limits, as do many decisions parents make, because our children grow up. Parents must adapt because children do that. So our plans need to change to meet the needs of our children. We can't keep them babies forever, after all. Jochebed had a plan and made the difficult decision to release her baby. 
I'm sure this wasn't easy. I'm sure this decision was accompanied by prayer and a calling out to God to help her child, to use her child, and boy, did God ever use him. Mothers, you must equip your children to go out into the world and live their lives. This is the best thing you can do for them. So have a plan for your child. Have a plan that involves meeting his or her needs based on their developmental level. For instance, don't do things for them that they can do themselves. Show your child how he or she must put others before themselves. If you don't, you are raising an entitled and selfish child. Mothers have a plan that involves trusting in God because someday you too may have to make some difficult decisions for the betterment of your child. Jochebed was a mother with a plan. Make sure you have one that includes God. So far we have learned about Sarah and how she waited on God and also about Jochebed, the mother with a plan. Both can teach all of us a great deal about being a follower of God and trusting in Him. Our last mother comes from the New Testament, Mary, the mother of Jesus. This is a pretty high standard to live up to, isn't it? Today, we may compare grades and our kids' accomplishments with other parents, glowing over how well they are doing. How do you think the friends of Mary were around her? Would they be like, look, my little boy has learned to walk, and Mary, oh wow, your son is the savior of the world. How do you compare to that? Mary is blessed among women, and that is why we can learn so much from her. Mary, a virgin pledged to a man named Joseph, was visited by the angel Gabriel, who said to her in Luke 1, 31-33, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will have no end. This was of course puzzling to Mary. And the angel told her in verse 35, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. Mary was excited about this news, and when she visited her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth proclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Mary believed God would fulfill this promise. Well, as you can imagine, this news of a virgin having a baby was disturbing to Joseph. So an angel of the Lord also visited him and put him at ease about the situation. This set the stage for Christ to be born into a healthy family in a very humble environment. Jesus' entry into the world was a momentous event. Angels, shepherds, and wise men came proclaiming that the Messiah was born. Luke 2, 15-19 says, When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement 
which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Your child is special to you, and I know you have treasured many things in your heart about them. When a Facebook memory pops up, you just melt, don't you? When your child makes a card for you or your husband makes your favorite dessert, it gives you the feeling of being loved. It is a marvelous thing. It is a treasure, as the passage says about Mary. Well, Mary treasured up many things in her heart as she raised Jesus, but she also had to endure the greatest sacrifice of all time. Her son was the Son of God, and he had come to give himself up as a sacrifice. The one and only sacrifice that could be made for mankind. She had to watch him suffer, be tortured and mocked, and die a cruel death on a cross by crucifixion. John 19, 25-27 says, But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus then saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, the disciple took her into his own household. Even while he was dying, Jesus cared for his mother and gave her a new son to love her, most likely the, the apostle John. We could just mark this up to Jesus being the Son of God. But who is it that teaches their children to love these days? It's mom. Who is it that teaches their children to share? It's mom. Who is it that shows compassion and empathy for others? It's mom. Dads, we show our children how to wreck their go-karts without getting hurt, and this endeavor has a lot of merit, but uh, more on that this coming Father's Day. Mary was blessed among women, for she was chosen by God to bear his son and raise him. Though there was death, there was also joy for Mary. As her son did not stay dead, he arose again from the grave, securing eternity for her and all who would believe. Raising children is difficult, and many mothers are doing a fantastic job. My heart goes out to those single mothers doing the best they can to raise a healthy family. And may God be with you. So while Mary was blessed among women, may all of our women, young and old, work to be considered an example among their peers, teaching their girls to be ladies and showing their young sons things they must know to navigate this world with compassion because we all know this world needs it these days. Mothers, I hope you learn to wait on the timing of God for your life the way Sarah did. And I hope that you have a plan that includes God like Jacobin. It is this behavior that will enable you to teach your children how to live a faithful Christian life. A life that will see them through any of life's toughest of circumstances. And with your Christian light shining for others to see, you too can be called blessed because you are raising a family that can make a difference in the world. No man but Christ will save the world from its sins. But if raised to follow Christ, your children can make an eternal difference in the lives of many. 
If you want to start your Christian life, man or woman, email us at the Birdwell's Chapel Church of Christ, and we'd love to discuss with you how to become a Christian and begin your best life living for Him. Scripture teaches us that a man must hear the Word, a man must believe, a man must repent of his sins and start living a new life. A man must also confess that he believes in the Son of God. And a man must also be baptized to be added to the body of Christ. But it doesn't end there. You must have faith. You must believe in the grace of God. You must live a faithful life. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. If this interests you at all, and I hope it does, I hope your eternal soul interests you very much, please contact us at the Birdwell's Chapel Church of Christ, and we'd be happy to study with you. Let us pray. Our Father in Heaven, we're grateful for the examples that we have of these wonderful mothers. And I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you will help us all to not take them for granted, but to cherish them and love them. And may we all, Father, men and women, learn from the examples of Jochebed, Sarah, and Mary, so that we might be found faithful in your service some sweet day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us. And please, Father, once again, bless our world as we need it very much. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.